everyone, my name is Tara Acosta and welcome to the Street Smart Side of Business. Today I am excited to chat with our guest, Terry Leahy from the Video Content Factory. Terry um, is behind the scenes on this production here and I'm so excited to have him out front and chat about our business. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, really get into kind of entrepreneurship and whatnot. Um, I think a lot of people see us as videographers and uh, don't really understand that there's an entire business that's behind uh, a camera guy, especially yeah. our camera guys. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get into let's get into that. Let's just jump right into it. So sure. like from where you guys are at with a production standpoint, you know, obviously, I mean, we're gonna take a tour later, but to see all of the equipment and thought and you know just how this whole production scene works is pretty amazing so tell me about how like you even fell into this sure so um it's a long story it starts a long time ago when i was i mean really if you think about it i've always been a creative um and i mean that literally like uh, doing creative things um i was drawn to playing music i was drawn to uh writing stories all sorts of things that public school tells you not to be interested in right i was interested yeah in. Um, so I remember very, very young, like writing stories and really being drawn to creative writing. Uh, we did one assignment in first grade and didn't do a single other creative writing assignment for my entire academic career. Uh, but I was like, I understand this. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I get this thing. Yeah. Um, and so I always knew it was going to be something creative, but I wasn't sure what, I mean, my earliest memory of what I wanted to do was be an inventor. Okay. Um, so outside the box from, from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, so fast forward, I'm a little, I'm an oddball, but I am uh, athletic. I have a lot of, you know, friends, things like that. It wasn't like a, you know, a kid like alone in his room scribbling anything well, like that. Well, un <laughs> and unfortunately, that's kind of like a portrayal of creatives. 100%. Speaking as one myself. Yes. So. <laughs> 100%. But, but yeah, so I mean, there's so much into that and it's amazing that you can like, spark your career and do what you do in something that you're loving and passionate and just like comes naturally. Yeah, I mean that that's a big thing, a big lesson for entrepreneurs is is don't force it. Capitalize on what you're already like built on in your bones. Yeah. You know? Like if you're sitting there telling stories in your head while someone is talking to you, you probably are gonna be better suited in the in the creative world, right? Yeah. Like but if you're if if nothing is coming into the brain like if there's no ideas coming, if there's no you know weird stories or, or or cartoons or something in your mind, I wouldn't go into this field. I would find whatever you're best suited for. for I sure. just happen to be best suited to being a weirdo. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are such a creative though. Like even with your you know your videos, like even just over COVID and like the things that you would put out, I thoroughly enjoyed following you on social media. <laughs> it was so fun and entertaining, and you're so good at it. So, all right, jumping well, back though. Sure, sure. <laughs> okay, so, so knowing I'm gonna be creative, the other thing I really, really want is I want a job. I want to work. Like that is what, I didn't know where that was instilled in. Um, I had a great upbringing, a lot of uh, great people in my life who definitely did put work first. Um, so I knew I wanted to work probably because I just wanted to buy toys yeah. and things like that. And my, I had a mother who was like, uh, I don't know if we want to spend it, spend any money on this, or you got to wait for your birthday. Yeah. And I was very much just like, 
no, I'm going to figure out a way to go yeah. get this. You yeah, know? absolutely. Of just challenging, you know, you got to challenge people Your all the time. Your inner hustler right? came out as a child. It did. <laughs> it did. So um, first job right out of the gate was working at a movie theater. And honestly, that informed a lot of what my future was going to be uh, because you spent a lot of time watching movies. Yeah. So I was probably, uh, let's see, I was 16 when I started that job. And that kind of got me into watching movies aggressively, really being interested in it, being interested in potentially making videos. I had a, on top of that, I had a video class um, that was like the only class worth taking in my entire education. Yeah. Was um, this thing where you could just be creative and all these early, early avid editing machines, which is, you know, for, for, for tech people out there, that was the original. You know, yeah, that, that for was sure. not. We weren't on Macs or anything like that. This is uh, this is the early 2000s, so we, we had nothing in terms of software, but we had this thing, and I started to learn about how to piece something together. Yeah. And everything was garbage that I made, of course, but it got me excited. I made this little stop-motion video with uh, Ninja Turtle action figures, and that was like, okay, I, I, I like this a lot. Um, when my parents started talking to me about college, it was very much like, okay, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after film. Yeah. So... Um, it starts with working in a movie theater, loving the job, uh, loving smelling like popcorn. Well, I was, what tickets. did you do with the movie theater? Yeah, first job was just behind a register, okay. selling popcorn, and then going and cleaning the theaters. Okay. And the big, big thing, and this is minimum wage. I think I was making five seventy-five when I started. Yeah. And um, the big thing though was on Thursdays, for all the movies that were coming out Friday, someone had to watch them oh. in a theater by yourself. So, of really? course, I got addicted to that. Oh, my God. That's great. Um, but, again, it what a started me learning. Yeah. So, uh, I was a good student. Uh, I get into Penn State um, knowing I'm going to go into their film program. I had to produce a portfolio. Got in, got accepted. I'm in film uh, undergrad. Now, a lot of people will say that they went to film school. Film school is a master's program. Okay. If someone says they went to film school and only have an undergrad, Call them out because yeah. okay. they're a liar. I will do it. I will do it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I went to undergrad for film in my first week, literally. Um, there was an extra credit assignment assigned by my first ever production teacher. His name was a guy, it was a guy named Chuck Unger. Okay. And oddly enough, this is just how like cosmic everything can be sometimes, is um, he was not supposed to teach that year. He had retired called him to have him fill in on my class so I originally had a different teacher and then it was switched into this guy this guy used to be a producer at a local PBS station okay. so a lot of people go to school and they do like the school studio and it that's amateur yeah so this was like the professional one yeah uh, it's good you should do it if it's your only chance but there is a huge difference between uh, uh, like a an actual TV station and a student run anything sure I'm sure a student-run salon, very similar. Fair. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, anyway, so he's a former producer there, and it's the first week he hands out an extra credit assignment, and I am hungry to learn everything I can about this. This yeah. is my passion. Nothing else matters to me except for this class. And so he hands out an extra credit assignment, and I jump on it, and I'm the only one in class to do it. Now... Well, because that hunger isn't in everyone. Yeah, so it's, that's exactly it's, right. You know, you can see, like, I feel like you're so passionate about it. And, you know, it's just something where 
you know, again, where people sometimes think like, oh, things just happen overnight. You, you got to be hungry. Yeah. You know, that passion has to fuel you. And you have to be hungry and ready at the right time. Yeah. So I do this extra credit assignment at that exact same time that PBS station that, that Chuck used to be a producer at called him and said, uh, we really need some part-time help. Do you know anybody? And Chuck's like, well, there's one guy. Right. And it was me. Yeah. Because I did the assignment. Yeah. You proved and yourself. He pulled me aside the second week of, of class. And he and I had a wonderful relationship, still do to this day. He was like, I always say he's the only teacher that ever mattered Yeah. in my entire yeah. academic career. Yeah, which is amazing, you know? Yeah, and, and he saw something. I was ready at the right time. And he said, well, you interview. And I'm like, of course. So I interview for it. I get this part-time position. Wham, 18 years old. I am working in a professional TV studio. Yeah, I have the job mm-hmm. you get after you graduate. Right. So, which is insane. But also, there's a path to it. Sure. You know, um, luck was involved. Yes, there was some stuff going on. But yeah. luck is is a big part of it, but so is being ready when the lucky times hit. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like someone is going to give you your shot mm-hmm. and you damn well better be ready. Yep. Because uh, if you care about it, you should be. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. From there, I spend the next four years arranging my college schedule around work. Right. Work is my number one. It always has been. It's just, it's, it's my favorite thing. And that in and of itself is another thing where a lot of a lot of young people, per se, work is definitely not like their number one thing. Everything else, you know, it's almost like a rain. Like work comes like fourth on the list. Yeah, yeah and, I, and believe me, I get it when it comes to a job you don't care about, which mm-hmm. is why it's so important to find something you care about. Yeah. I think a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs to get around work. Right. And it's like, oh, honey. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, this, this is more work than you've ever thought. And But if you love it, that's kind of the point. It I've been here. I was like here work. till four in the morning last week, mm-hmm. <laughs> working on something because yeah. I have to. Yeah. Um, but again, it's like, what else am I going to be doing? Yeah. Sleeping or like staring at well, Netflix. <laughs> you know, it's hence that you know I don't want to have a nine to five so I can have a twenty four seven. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and and we all we all say that, and I know there is some oddness to that, and 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 it's it's cliche, but it's only cliche if you're BSing it. Right. You know, because if you actually are in your field of passion, which is so much easier than people make it. Yeah. You can get into any field. You have to be willing to, I'm going to curse, you got to be willing to eat shit. Totally. You know, eat shit in the industry you want to be in. Yeah. And eventually you get to eat food instead of shit. Exactly. I mean, it just, it's basic patience. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just putting the time in and starting shoveling shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and believe me, at the time when that job was offered, I would have, and I still will, literally sweep the floor at the studio yeah. just to be there. Yeah. You know, I do th- that in my own salons to this day. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but when you were, when you, well, I think for you it was a little different because it was a family thing, so... I if still, you weren't willing to sweep the floor, who? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> another right, kid would. <laughs> I, I still came in and shoveled shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 part of it. I mean, it, that's kind of one. Of, that's kind of lesson one. Get in the environment you want to be in and do anything to stay. Yeah. I don't care if you get paid or not. Do it. And I would have done any of that unpaid happily. 
Yeah. You know, because it's your future. Yeah. So that experience, those four years, really turned me into a powerhouse coming out of uh, college because I could shoot sports at a professional level, like handheld camera on my arm. And yeah. they were big back then, kids. Yeah. It was not these little guys. It was mm. like I was hurting. Heavy, yeah. I mean, literally, you, you had to, like, go through physical training to do yeah. this. Like, oh, absolutely. I think people really don't expect that. Yeah. You know, they think, oh, he's a cameraman. Like, it is a physical job. It's blue collar. Yeah. So that's kind of what I always say is, like, all of production is blue collar, typically union work. Mm -hmm. Um it, it, at the at the big leagues because mm -hmm. you were getting beat up every day. Sure. And then when you get into directing and stuff like that, that's more the 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 white collar stuff. Right. But this whole thing, if you want to be a a director producer and you want to start a company like like ours, you got to be ready for both. Yeah. One of them's not going to cut it. Yeah. So you got to be ready for both. Um, so I learned all of my skills in TV, um, but I also started learning entrepreneurship during when I was studying film because part of it is like the assignment is make a video yeah so you have to figure out where am I gonna go how am I gonna get all this gear from point A to point B how am I gonna rope people in to do this am yeah. I gonna hire actors so you start to learn how to create something from nothing that was yeah. the beauty of the program is all the logistics correct and just doing something from nothing because so many people myself included when I started looking for jobs after college um, I realized I don't really know if I can just be hired to go make a video. I know how to stand behind a camera. Right. I know how to do the execution, but not the part behind. So now right. it's essentially had to relearn. And you know, I'm thinking I'm a hot shot from uh, from Penn State, and uh, which is not NYU or USC or UCLA. <laughs> that is the bit. That is the real stuff where you can get a job out of. This was just, hey, you can make a living, maybe. You know? So with Penn State, do they have like a film school program? Yeah. Okay, yep. so, so I was they in do the film program, but there were forty of us. Right. Uh, oh, I don't know if there is a master's. If there is, I wouldn't go. Okay. If you're gonna get a master's, make sure it's from Emerson, NYU, USC, UCLA, or don't waste your time. Really? Because, well, because those about four, um, Ithaca too, those five have farm programs into your Indus job later. Okay. Everybody else. It, no. Okay. <laughs> There's like um, the guy who wrote Casablanca's from Penn State. There's one kid out there doing something big league now. Everybody else, not really. You right. know, it's just it's just not that program. Right. Um, but by any means, and I can look back on it now and be like, ugh, yeah, that was kind of dumb. Really, I think as soon as I got that gig, yeah, I should have switched my major to something more marketing, business, something like that. But. Who cares? I ended yeah, up where I, ended I mean, up. exactly. And it was part of your journey, and you know, it opened that original door. Mm -hmm. You know, doing that project. So the next chapter of the story is, um, I finish college. I immediately get in a, in a Honda Civic with my buddy, who's a musician, TJ, and we go on a music tour. And of course, it was a Honda Civic. Of course, it was. <laughs> it was small. I have fond memories of plugging a George Foreman grill into a cigarette lighter and That's grilling chicken while we're going. Literally fantastic. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so it was like, you know, of course we're going to go shoot a little music documentary. And we just went to these different places. Um, I played music before, so I would do like backup guitar and stuff like okay. that for when we would gig. Yeah, cool. Uh, we got stranded in Vermont with no money. So oh. we both had to street perform to get the gas money to get to our next place. That is 
incredible. Which is entrepreneurship. Have an adventure. Yes. Stop trying to do it safe. There is no safe. There is no safe. Go have an adventure. Yep. You're here on earth to do something. Yep. Absolutely. Um, oh, no. They are some wise words right there. Yeah. They really are. And it's crazy because all the lessons you live through, I'm going to say this now. Here is literally the answer. You're not going to listen to me, and that's okay. Right. But eventually, you'll go through the same thing and be like, ah, damn it. I should have listened to that. Yeah. I had the same thing with economics and sales and all sorts of stuff. It's like, yeah, they were right. They yeah, were right. Yeah, they, you know, that experience. To, yeah. I have <laughs> to slam my head into this wall first right, exactly. before I can hear you. It, completely. Um, so uh, I applied for a job at QVC. Okay. Um, and it was just nothing. Just every once in a while, I would, I would put something out. I was uh, working at a coffee shop at the time. Okay. And uh, I get a call back. They want to interview me. Uh, I go in. I do an interview. And my resume is absolutely stacked because I just came out of the studio doing exactly what they wanted me to do. That's awesome. I interview. The interview goes really, really well. Um, I'm pretty good in a conversation. You, um, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> Not with people. My, I always noticed I was really, it, my peers was always tough, but I could go higher or lower. Okay. So a superior was very easy for me to talk to. Okay. And someone who was looking up to me, it was very easy for me to talk to. Same level. I always struggled just a, like a little bit. Really? I don't know why. That's I don't know so why. That's so funny. Um, it's just, it's just, it was always the way. It was right. always the way. Yeah. So we do, we do great in, in the interview, a guy named uh, Tim Slifer, and uh, maybe Tim Seifer? I don't know, we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> and he, uh, he um, is you know, kind of taken aback, he's like, wow, this is great. And I leave, you know, we do handshakes, whole nine yards, and I, I feel pretty good, but I also think, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I get a phone call from them um, a couple, maybe a week, week or two later, and I pick up, and she says, Terry, um, this is, you know, we'll call her Maureen. This, this is Maureen from QVC. Do you have a couple seconds to chat? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And uh, she says, well, just so you know, for this position, we interviewed 200 people. And we have you as the runner-up for this position. Um, so we are going to go with someone internal. And, you know, that's QVC in a nutshell, right. wasting everybody's time. Um, so I'm like, oh man, really? And she's like, yeah, I wanted to call you personally because we just thought you interviewed so well and you were our number one candidate from outside, but instead we're going to bring somebody else from inside um, to the yeah, position. Like, wah, and I wah, say, wah. instead of getting deflated though, I say, oh man, what, can I ask you a question? Is there any way, could you ask the hiring manager what I could do better for my next interview so that I could... Um, so I could potentially uh, get a position like this somewhere else. Just, 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 you know, ask him if there's any uh, advice yeah. he could give me. Give me constructive criticism. Totally. So I can receive it. Totally. It's a good it, thing. Yeah. And it, I had started to get the inklings of I kind of wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I had started reading uh, entrepreneurship things. And one of the things that um, I gathered from kind of my research was you have to learn the skills. It, you know, payment, none of that stuff matters. You have to learn the skills before you can do it on your own. Yeah. And it was just like find people who are doing it professionally so you can model your behavior. Yeah, for sure. So she's like, wow, what a, what a, what a great thing to say. I'll absolutely tell him. And I'm like, okay, great. A day later, I get a phone call. Um, again, saying, 
Terry, we want to have you come in for a studio assistant position. The uh, hiring manager was so impressed with you asking for constructive feedback that he decided he needs to have you as part of the team. Love that. Boom, and I'm in. And I'm in moving tables and, and things like that, like literally meeting the hosts and things like that. Yeah. It is the farthest thing from working with cameras. Right. It's being in the studio, but I was in the studio. Yeah. I immediately kind of feel like I might be in an odd place. Okay. Because I walk in, big smile, every day excited to be there, yeah. moving stuff around, and I'm met with a lot of frowns, and it really felt like a bunch of people punching in at the clock. Mm. So I didn't really fit in because okay. I was excited to be there. I'm like, ooh, yeah. TV, we're doing it. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Do you feel like you're, because you do, you have energy. Like, And did it change those around you, or was it, it was unchangeable? I actually ended up asking my, my godparents, um, were really, really successful in business. And so I asked them, like, who do I, I was like, this is weird. Like, I'm not, like, why do all my coworkers? Suck. Yeah, why, why <laughs> is nobody happy? Why does it feel like, like, I'm like, should I just be trying to impress my boss? And they were both like, just worry about the boss. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Why low level, angry people? Never worry about low level, angry people because they're gonna stay there because they're angry and upset. You know, yeah. You can, there's an attitude part, so I keep doing my thing, and the hosts like me, the models like me, which is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, the crew themselves, I, I clearly didn't belong. Right. Meanwhile, I'm there pushing tables around, and I decide, you know what, I'm, I want to do control room stuff. Let me just walk in there. Yeah. And I literally walked in and said, Hey, can you teach me? some of this stuff and and first of all everyone was in shock because it's a bunch of nerds who don't know how to actually speak like a human <laughs> they were like what <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> so I, I i let's say push my way in rather than charm my way okay in to start doing it you know the head of the control room hears about this calls me and says hey do you want to do like a temporary position up there yeah i'm like sure and eventually they're like hey you can be full-time on the studio doing what I was doing, pushing tables, nothing technical. Right. Or you can do this temporary position. I'm like, give me the temporary position. Yeah. Again, sure thing, don't need it. I yeah. need the skills. Yeah. So um, I do that, and it's a great choice because I get in, I start doing graphics, I start doing crane work, I start doing camera stuff, um, audio things. You know, I'm doing this professionally now. Yeah. I also find out that... I do not want to be a control room operator because there okay. is zero creativity okay. and nothing there. And everybody up there is even worse than the folks that were miserable down there. The folks in not the dark room, about more it. miserable. Aww. And also like just constant conversations happening on headsets, which is where I come from. Sports, like you don't do that. The director is yelling and if anyone's ever talking over him, you're fired. Right. Um, so I find out I do not want to be in TV. I also find out maybe this whole industry sucks. And I think it does. Uh, that industry being television. Um, television at the local level or at a QVC type thing where it's a business first TV second mm -hmm. is not where you want to go if you want to do creative. It's great for cutting your teeth and saying like, like boot camp, you went mm -hmm. through it, yeah. but you're not going to grow there. And um, ultimately, the 20 years behind. Like, so okay. all of us private production companies just blasted past TV. Right. Um, and they're I starting to catch up, but there's no money in TV anymore. Interesting. So yeah. Philly. So it's a, it's a great, like, you're, you know, from your perspective, it's a great, like, startup point. Yep. 
get in there, see how things operate. But don't get stuck. Yeah. But don't get stuck. And you can't get stuck because there's no money. You know, there, there, there's no money. And the thing I learned at QVC, so th there is this one department in QVC that is doing creative stuff. And I'm like, all right, that's where I'm going next. And I go and I start talking to them. And uh, the one guy's like, uh, another director that I was working with, director, I use that loosely, um, was saying, I've been trying to get in there for 10 years. I'm like, what? Slowly has explained to me, and I realized this, in that world, the only way you go to the next job is if somebody gets fired or dies. Okay. Period. Because mm -hmm. nobody gives those jobs up. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy. Imagine 30 grand for the rest of my life, but I have it for the rest of my life, but I have no control of ever going up or down. Imagine that. I mean, I, I feel like someone that's okay with that is just comfortable. And they're, they're like, you know, they're fine with it. Yeah. You know? But um, that. And some people are not. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's when the entrepreneur kicked in. Right. That's when the entrepreneur exactly. kicked in of like, I cannot be at a place where I have no control of my life. Yeah. Um, I need control of my life. So uh, I don't accept the next uh, temporary position. I'm on the phone with my uh, buddy Andy, who is struggling because he's living at home because everybody lives at home for a little bit after, after college. Yeah. And both of us are just like, this sucks. Right. Do you just want to get an apartment in our old hometown and, uh, and kind of get nothing jobs and just exist and have fun for a little bit because we're, we're 24 right you know yeah um and yeah. all our buddies who are like bartenders and stuff are having a blast and right. making gobs of money right like an absurd right and you're like wait a minute what's wrong with this picture here yeah so i pick up move my buddy andy and i get a job at just a bank it's a nothing job yeah. didn't care about it i'm a big supporter of the nothing job get a nothing job instead of doing nothing because instead of doing nothing and being like, oh, I'll get it somewhere, you're getting experience. Yeah. I had the entrepreneur bug hit. What is rule one of being an entrepreneur? If you can't sell, you can't be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Period. You have to be able to sell. So I got a job learning to sell um, products to people that probably didn't want them, and I ruined people's credit. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Terry. <laughs> not really, but, but I, could, I could absolutely see the folks who would. And I could see the incentive. Is literally, you get a piece of paper that says if you sell this, you get this much more money. So their commissions were based on certain products. Interesting. That's where it's kind of like, I don't ever trust a banker, ever. <laughs> they, bankers are in sales. I, I yell pretty at my much mom trust every no day. one, so. Yeah. I yell at my mom every day. She's like, well, I'm gonna go talk to the teller. Don't talk to the teller, they're trying to sell you, mom. <laughs> are you crazy? Because I used to do it. Um, <laughs> but again, I'm learning skills. Of so course. I'm learning skills and I'm okay. And um, I, I have a camera. Um, I'm not doing anything with it. It's literally sitting collecting dust. Um, but I have a nice little setup. I have a, you know, a, a room. I'm living with my best friend and another yeah. roommate. We're having a good time. There's bars in walking distance. Um, very Maniunk style town okay. that I was in. Okay. Um, so I go to, um, so we're just hanging out and my friend Andy says, hey man, I just saw this car drive by and it said videography. It said Bigler videography. Hmm. He's like, you should call him. 
I'm like, what do you mean? I have a job. He's like, you should call him. I love that he just took that initiative. 100%. Some, something sparked. 100%. Something cosmic. And so I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll do that. So I call and I, I, I call him. This guy picks up and I say, uh, hey, man, my name is uh, Terry Leahy. And at this point, I had learned to talk. Like, that's what the bank did. Yeah. That, to tell you the truth, that is what the movie theater did when I was 16. Literally, you know, it, it's like the same as working in fast food. Pretty totally. Much. Yeah. A little different because I was always trying to upsell to like this certain product. If you get this popcorn, right, hey man, exactly. you get free drink. You get crazy. <laughs> and believe me, every time I go to a Regal, I'm like chewing. <laughs> every time I go to a Regal, I'm, I'm very much looking at these kids and yeah. being like, learn to sell. Ex- Let's go. Sell me right now. What's the package? Look As, confident. Smile. Why do you not look clean? I'm yeah. not buying it. You know. They're like, I'm checking my phone right now. Hold yeah, on. oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, anywho, so I call him and I say, hey, man, I have a wealth of experience. I have an undergrad from like a real school um, in this. I, I worked for QVC. I was a PBS professionally. I've shot ESPN a bunch of times. I already, and then this is the key thing. I already have a job. I'm not looking for any money. But if you ever want someone to volunteer, I'd love to kind of keep, you know, my finger in this pie. Right. I think that's the expression. Yeah, it works. I've never uh, heard that expression, but I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and he, of course, is just like, reacts the same way I would react now. Yeah, uh, yeah get here now. Yeah. Um, Working for free? Show up in five seconds. Yep. And I did. He interviewed me on the spot. He said, I have a shoot tonight. You want to come? I'm like, yeah, he puts a camera in my hand. He sees that I actually know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, next day, he's like, I need you to start part-time right away, please. <laughs> so, like, you were, like, the angel that arrived for him yeah. as well. Yeah. You know? And it, it, But it's because my buddy said, yeah. don't abandon this. You have all these well, skills. Well, and because you are assertive and you, you know, weren't too proud to make that phone call. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's you're okay. right. I, the other part of that, which I think is is something you and I have in common, is literally what most people would have done is written an email and sent it to info at whatever. Right. You're never going to make it going in the front door. You right. have to go in the back door. Yeah. You have to go through the side window that's open. Yeah. The, whatever path everyone is taking, Not don't literally. Take it. <laughs> don't be climbing in business side windows. That's true. <laughs> But whatever path everyone is taking, they're all going to get met with no. You have yeah. to find another path. Of course. It's got to be a hey buddy. It's yep. got to be a, my your friend that knows this. Do not be too proud to use your relationships. And I mean, it literally, I know another cliche saying it's not what you know, it's who you know <laughs> is one million percent true. Yeah. Like a million percent. Yeah, especially for fields that don't have... Uh, technical perfection that you already have to have. You know, yes. there's, there's some things where yes. you have to have a skill. So many jobs you need no skills. Right. And um, you just need to have someone yeah. get you to the hiring manager who's sitting there like this, like I just got to friggin' hire someone. Yeah. Just to help me. Absolutely. Know. So um, that is where I learn about private production. So I'm still working at the bank and doing that. So uh, anything I can get, editing anything, I take, I take, I take. Yeah. Yes, of course, I got it. Stay up in the morning, uh, come to the office, edit at night, whatever it took. 16-hour, 18-hour days, didn't matter. Um, just use this one so that you're, you don't get, um, so you don't go, don't go bankrupt while you are learning Doing your new this. craft. Absolutely. And then a corporate client came along. 
and wanted to work with this private production company. Dave uh, Bigler calls me up and basically says, I need you here full time to manage this client. Say goodbye to the bank. Yep. Now I'm over there full time taking a pay cut, baby. Okay, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Like, was he able to compensate equally or not? Not even close. Okay. But that's what you do. Yeah. You leave your health insurance, you leave the salary, and you have an adventure. You take the chance. That's right. And so I did, and, and, and it's very low. We're talking like 14, 15 grand. Yeah. Um, full, but I have a full-time job in the industry, and I am a director. Right. I get to actually do the things. You do, know? The, do the creative. That's right. And um, we hit it off. They can, he can see that I'm like really, really geared for uh, entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, I know how to sell. I start selling like crazy. I um, also know how to shoot. And most importantly, I know how to speak to human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Who knew? The art of the conversation. It's true. It really is true. It's true. It's, it, it's becoming more and more lost. Mm -hmm. And basically, at the same time, and actually it's funny because some of the gear is here in this room. Okay. This was back in 2012. Okay. Um, I start investing okay. in pieces of gear with mm -hmm. money I don't have. Um, so credit cards, here we go, baby. And uh, I start doing things, and, and he takes notice. At this point, he's also brought on uh, another partner so that they're doing more marketing-focused video content, which okay. is what I do now. Yeah. Um, sorry, Alex, I touched the mic. <laughs> um, which is what I do now. So it starts all the way back in 20, 2011, maybe. Okay. Um, and then they're like, oh, boy. If he wants to do his own thing, we got to do something. Right. And they offer me partnership. And nice. I get my dream that I've had since I read in a book called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss that the secret to um, freedom of time and place is you have to be a business owner. Got it. 24, 24 25 years old, boom, I'm in. I'm officially a business owner. I have accomplished my goal. Yeah. My ultimate goal yeah. was to do that. Hey, guys, my conversation with Terry went really long which was awesome because he had so much great knowledge to share. So we're gonna cut it into two and we'll see you next time on the Street Smart Side of Business.